right at the moment I started recording, somebody sent me a message. Let me see what that is. Let me finish this message and I'll be right with you. Welcome to Weekly Omaro, um, episode three, season two. Uh, this is the uh, Twitch edition. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It'll be also posted on my Patreon, and I will be posted on my other canal that I used to use uh, channel but for now it's gonna be mainly twitch <sighs> yeah I have my, my you know sleeping thing on because um, you know in the conditions of Twitch, you're not allowed to show nipple. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. I don't want to run that risk either. Now, for those who listened to my first season podcast, I would always sing a song. It'll come back when I find someone who made that can make music and who can sing the song for me. <laughs> A little introduction tune. But imagine that introduction tune will be right about now. Welcome to the podcast. Have a seat. Or lie down. We don't have to particularly watch. You can just put the phone down, or in case if you have a Nest Hub, um, leave it, set it. Last time I spoke about um, the change of when something is vegan or not. One of my loyalty, loyal listeners um, showed me an article on Twitch, uh, sorry, Twitter. And it was about, it was a video. And it was about 
a cat being a certain religion, and that's why it would not eat pork. That, for some reason, stroked me the wrong way. That stroked against the hairs, as we say in Dutch. <sighs> the same thing, and then from those, from that, looking up that time, reading through the comments, and now I see how poisonous Twitter can be. It did lead also me to a new situation where I thought like, when I read, I'm mixing up things again. In those comments, they also placed something about vegan cats. Going back to the topic of last week. That also struck me the same way. I am a firm believer that nature does what nature does. And then somebody says the cat is a certain religion, or the cat is vegan, and they're living fine by it. I think that to me it comes close to cruelty animal cruelty unless and I say unless because it's going to be a long term thing the way I believe um, the way I believe religiously uh, and I know this sounds weird to other people, but the purest form of religion um, is a scientific method. It sounds weird, I know. But that to me is a religious art, the scientific method. When the scientific method is where you pose a hypothesis and get more information to how to get get that either proven or disproven. So try to find resources that already um, either give an answer or can prepare you to get an answer. Where you... Keep in mind, I'm not a full scientist, so... The specifics about how the scientific method works, I don't remember. Because I had to study it for a while, but I totally forgot. This is kind of the thing. You pose a, you pose a question. You then give a hypothesis. Then you find research that support, that support or deny that hypothesis. And then you start testing. And that test is based, is also either with a blind test or a control test uh, or not. Uh, I mean, not or a test that is 
whatever your variable is. And then you come to the conclusion. And then, you, generally, you write a paper about it. That process I consider sacred. Um, to the Fatkin type status. And I told this to a friend of mine that in my way of believing priests um, in my way of believing uh, are the scientists that either prove or disprove that start to invent and improve to me those are similar to priests because they do something they are proving something they are searching for the truth the truth of our world I know it's weird I know it's strange um, that's the difference between how I believe and how other people believe. Other people believe are based on a book or a scroll or a piece of paper or um, through herbs. I believe in the scientific method. Does that make that everything I believe is scientifically proven? No, no, I still believe in ghosts, for example. <laughs> Even though not, there's not really evidence that they exist. I still believe in an afterlife, but I also believe in a reincarnation. To me, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, well, that's a personal conviction. It's nothing to do with the scientific method. I know, that's, that's a weird combination. But that's one of the things that, you know, I concluded on my own accord, and nobody has to agree with me that certain things just have to be something you believe in. But you have to stay open to listen to new perspectives. With the caveat that the perspective has to be reasonable. Reasonable that it doesn't hurt other people. And me believing in ghosts doesn't hurt anybody. Me believing that in reincarnation doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt anybody. I've decided, because the way I believe, you can decide. I think I've decided that I'll be someone like an angel. And I'll be the patron angel of my nephew.
as I said, it's something I believe. It's nothing to do with reality. It's in the sense that it cannot be scientifically proven that that's going to happen. And if it's going to happen, I can't tell you that it's going to happen. So that's, that's when you start believing. <laughs> that's when you start believing. Yeah. But I was talking about cats. In this case, cats being vegan, cats being a certain religion. And this was about diet. That got me really angry and about diet. Because then the vegan people said, my cat is vegan and he's doing fine. Because it also touches on something that worse that's also important to me which is consent i've said this a couple of times in other i think in old videos which i removed because the quality was really bad I said that also in videos that my consent was violated a couple of times. Um, that was a difficult time, but it happened. And there's not much I can do about it right now. So consent is a hot topic. What does this, what has this to do with vegan cats or so-called vegan cats? Well, did the person who chose to be vegan and have a cat that, to my interpretation and from what I understand from vegans, is by itself contradictory to how you should treat animals, but that aside. Why did you decide your cat to be vegan? Did you ask your cat, and this is the part of consent, did you ask your cat if he wanted to be vegan or they wanted to be vegan or she wanted to be vegan. That was a dramatic pause. Because I am sure you didn't ask. And from my understanding from cats, they are built to eat meat. So in my in that from that perspective 
I consider when people treat their pets vegan, even though they are classified and they're genetically prone to be carnivores and force them to be herbivores. That doesn't stroke well, in my opinion. You might think that you didn't harm the creature and it might not have lasting effects. But it's still not okay. As you've known, I used to have a dog. And when we gave our dog bad food with high um, levels of carbon, um, his um, poop was really bad. To me, that is evidence that the dog is not doing so well on those types of foods. So I have to bring him to the type of food that is better for him. And I can tell you, it's very difficult <laughs> to get a creature to eat food that is good for them on the long term. even on the short term. He loved potatoes, by the way. <laughs> he loved pasta and potatoes. Even though it was not good for his diet, for his intestines, it, it wasn't. And he keeps eating them. <laughs> He keeps eating it. So yeah, that is not really a, that's not really it. Um, but that's a choice. He can, you give him the option to eat the rest of his meat or eat potatoes. And if he smells and he he's going to eat the potatoes, then it's fine. But I still have him give him the option to eat meat. And that is why I don't, if, if you force an animal and even if you, you can't force, for example, I'm sorry, this is, I'm sorry, this is more, ups, it's more upsetting me than, than anything. If you would do the same thing for a rabbit, just do the reverse, I'm sorry. Um, doing the reverse of forcing a rabbit to eat chicken something very generic chicken everybody look would look weird uh, everybody gives you weird looks
So why would you do the reverse for a carnivore? Why would you force something like that on a carnivore? Especially cats. Cats that are, have 98% success rate hunting. Mind you, they don't always eat their prey. Sometimes they just play with it because they can, because they're cats. But, I, but as I said, it's really upsetting me. <laughs> it goes against consent. It goes against the nature of the creature. And if you want to change cats into vegan creatures, herbivores, that's going to take a couple of generations. That doesn't happen with just one creature. That takes generation upon generation upon generation. Yeah. Um, um, that was very passionate. <laughs> uh, we went from religion, we went from principles, dietary needs of animals, back to principles. To be... <sighs> Fully honest. This podcast is a mess. <laughs> and I know. I know that this podcast is a mess. Well, that's uh, probably why you like listening to it. And most podcasts that I even listen to are a mess. Or at least they sound like a mess. There might be more structure than than, <laughs> uh, than I'm hearing. Some have fixed formats. Some don't. And I'm slowly getting to the point that I probably will have a, a format. Um... Yeah. Formats. I've been thinking about this while starting this new way of podcasting. Should I even have a format? Would people like that? Do people need that? Or do they like just listening to someone who's wandering through his mind and that you come across everything he's thinking about? Because that's basically how my brain works. 
I go from one place to another and think about it and pick up my phone and go to Google and find it. I didn't want to talk to you. And find an answer to a question or find a new avenue to look into. I am lately um, confused in confused about love. And, and, and I've been confused lately about a lot of things. Sometimes they were, they were life questions. observations of but today I witnessed love or at least a crush now you can find love anywhere in, in many forms. And it invades me. I mean, I love my family. And that's why we're visiting, why we share pictures. Why my family shares um, videos from my nephew, because I love him so much. And why sometimes he does, he makes phone calls. <laughs> I mean, play phone calls and where he calls me. <sighs> That's a cute video. But this time I witnessed love or blooming love. between two adults. It's, like I said, it evades me. Not because I don't understand. It's, it's just difficult to get, to find someone. I've thought a couple of times that I've found love. 
then it fizzled away. Or from a corner comes a pandemic. Yeah. I thought I found love. Maybe I have found love, but... Then pandemic is not making it possible to be together. To clarify... That... What I thought was love... Um, might be still there. But he doesn't live on this side of the planet. I would have loved discovering that what I've seen today. At the moment, it was not meant to be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really something. It is something that some people get easily. To some people it comes very hard. Either because they have baggage or they're looking for the wrong people. And in my case it's both. I won't complain about not finding love. I won't complain about it in a sense like in self-pity. Because I'm not. I'm just very sad about it. And that sometimes confuses me, because sometimes you think that you found someone, and it's not growing. Sometimes you think you found someone, but then that someone has someone. That also happened to me a couple of times. I wanted to also talk about about 
what it means. Because that's something I don't really know. I don't really know what what it means to not being able to find love. I know what it does. I know how it feels. But what is it for? Some might say it's for you time to heal. Time not to get into a relationship while you're still not fully healed. It's like sailing with a ship when you haven't repaired the sails yet or haven't fixed the rudder. And I'm, I'm probably agreeing. But I slowly also understand that sometimes you need love to fix certain problems. The issue of trust, for example, if that's broken, it's very difficult to learn to trust by yourself. It's very difficult to learn to compromise if you're alone. And that's one of the things that is important in even getting, staying with someone you love. And it doesn't matter if it is a monogamous relationship, an open relationship, or a, uh, a poly relationship. It doesn't matter. You still can't do it by yourself. You need an, at least one other individual Or not even to talk to, but to for you to influence you or to make you move a certain direction so you can make the decisions that you want to make to spar with you. So you can learn and grow and get better. As I said, what is the purpose of continuing being alone? 
I don't know. Because like I said, certain things are just... You can't do alone. You need someone else. Going back to me. It's... I've been hurt a couple of times. It's very rare that someone who is an adult has not been hurt in life. Has not been hurt by life. It's very rare. And even if I go back to conversations that I had with people in the past, even people that have been with the same partner for a very long time, 10 years, 15 years, and that was their first encounter or their first love or whatever, even they get hurt inside the relationship. As I said, I've been hurt a couple of times in life. And that resulted in me being so long single. I'm still single. Am I angry about it? No, I'm not angry by the fact that I'm alone. I'm more angry about the f about certain reasons why people don't like me reasons or for them reasons that I don't have any influence over I don't have influence over my physicality to a certain extent I can't change the color of my hair I can't change me being Asian just that that's something I can't change and that's definitely a factor that makes it difficult for me to date and date the people that I would like to be with because if I really and I'm saying now, and this is my situation. If I would really want love, really, um, and I'm doing air quotes, then I would have probably ended up with a guy who is 60, 70. Yeah. I'm not attracted to those people. And 
they don't have the view, worldview, that I like in people. For me, having a certain worldview is very important. Even that, you have a wide worldview. It makes someone, to me, attractive. If somebody had been living their whole life in one village, well, that's just freaking boring. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? I learn so much through people and conversing with them, sparring with them intellectually. Sparring with them intimately. I learn so much and that's important to me. Because that makes the person interesting and that makes me to stay because there is so much to discover. I have a story. People don't see that, but I have a story. And I can keep talking about it. Oops, sorry. My eyes are almost closing. I think I set the heater too high. <laughs> that it makes me close my eyes. Rub something in my eyes. That's not really smart either. What to me is important in someone else is diversity of the brain, diversity of the mind. Openness. Of course, honesty. And you might think, everybody might think that that is easy to find. And you might think that everybody thinks like that. But that's not the truth either. Not. I really met a couple of people that honesty was not in their agenda. Openness was not in their agenda. Sometimes for a culturally well-founded reason, And sometimes for some shady reasons.
love. I am wishing that I had it. Correction. A partner. I wish I had it. It's going to take a while. It's a uh, as you listen to this podcast. It's a complicated story. Or at least the execution of it is complicated. Not so much the the desire around it. The process around it. It's more about the process to get there. <laughs> the benefits. Disadvantages. You have to get a point. Where you as two individuals have to start to realign. I can only say I miss it. And there's not much I can do about it right now. Like I said, I had it. And now I don't. I know, this is a downer. And it's kind of what I feel right now. It's, it's kind of how I feel now towards love. A big downer. And I, I, I wouldn't say I am jealous that other people have it. I would say it's more like um, I miss it for myself. And it sometimes hurt. Hurts. That's what I wanted to say. But you have to go through life. You have to complete your work day. You can't be depressed about it because it doesn't really help. And people who you want to be attracted, who you want them to find you attractive can pick up 
if you are depressed about something like that. They eventually do. And it's either they understand. I'm getting tired. They either will understand or they won't. And when they understand, that's probably a good moment to open up your heart and then put it on the table. Yeah. Put it on the table. And don't do it. Put it on the table right at the first aid. Just put it on the table on over time. Or you could just not talk about it. <laughs> and they just have to figure it out. But then the whole relationship is then going to be about you and not so much about you together. And that's not cool either. Well, I am already streaming for an almost an hour. Which means the podcast is almost an hour. I am so sorry that we ended up in this mode. I just had to say it out loud. I think that's what it is. It had to be said. Maybe, maybe I'll find love. Maybe I don't. I'm not afraid to die alone. I'm not. Because that's what a friend is really afraid of. That he'll die alone. I'm not worried. Because you know why? Because you're watching. If you're on YouTube or Twitch, you're listening. If you're on Spotify or Anchor or Google Podcast. If I die, a piece of me is still online. On the internet. Hopefully forever. So I'm not worried. I'm not. I might not ever get children. But I, at least I have this.
like I said, I'm sorry. This is a little bit on a downer. Um, I hope next time I'll have a better topic to th talk about. I actually wanted to talk about this time about the celebration that we have here today. But at the same time, I didn't. it didn't feel right. And I also are, I already spoke about it uh, on a recording that I eventually deleted. I eventually deleted that because it was too controversial. Let's leave it at that. I might bring it up again, but then maybe next year. And maybe society, the Dutch society has changed and we might ever have to talk about it again. Um, the last thing I'm going to say, like I always do, there are a couple things. Oh, my eyes really hurt. I think I, I rubbed them too much. Um, there are a couple things I'm going to say first. Um, I want to already end it, but wait, um, if you like the content, give please give me a follow. Give me a sub or a follow. If you really like my content and you have some spare change, support me on Patreon. That would be nice. I could make the podcast even longer. And maybe more upbeat. Maybe I'll do that with season three. Um, if you had any comments, just put them down. Put them down somewhere. Either Twitter and tweet me. Or put them on Patreon if you're a Patreon subscriber. Put them on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, that would be great. As I said, subscribe anywhere where you can listen to me or watch me. And I will try to make more content. If you like listening to my voice in this tone. Thank you all for listening. And if you know someone who would probably like this content or might need this content, I don't know. I don't know your friends. Then um, share it with them. The last thing I'm going to say, like I always do, Tot ziens. You
You've been listening to Weekly Omaro, the companion podcast of the YouTube channel Omaro's Weekly. If you like the content, please consider sponsoring me on patreon.com slash omarosweekly.com.